Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to this episode of A Visit to the Mound. I'm Lark Smith, along with Stan Huff. And today, Stan wants to tell us a little bit about what it takes to be a major leaguer if you're a ball player that's just playing for fun or if you're playing to become a major league baseball player. And he, it all stems from a letter that he received from a baseball scout. So, Stan, take it away. Yeah, I've got uh, having conversations in the game, particularly when you're watching ball games and you're wondering about you know, how, much, how much work is being done. Some of these ball players look like they need a lot of work. Some look pretty good. So <clears throat> most of this was at a college game that I, that I witnessed with this scouting director. And um, he emailed me this letter. Now, I'm not going to read it all, but I'm going to read the majority of it. Okay. So um, it talks about this scout talking to uh, the player Mike, okay? This is a potential, and, uh, potential <clears throat> ball player that yeah. he needs to maybe uh, change his attitude. And uh, what he's telling Mike first is about all the intangibles, how well he runs, hits, throws, and all that, the stuff that he can see. But but the the deeper part of that the tip of, that's the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. berg. So below that's the intangibles, that how you're going to accept this situation going to pro ball and you know getting away from mom and dad and all that and mm-hmm. now you're out of your comfort zone and that we're going to take it from that point right there. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, he's talking to Mike. He says you've. You've only played uh, baseball on a very limited basis. I'm aware you've played baseball from Little League on up. We were talking about three or four games a week, and at most you'll only be spending about three and a half hours per game, which amounts to about 11 to 12 hours a week. You've had good, good success in your caliber of ball, and you've eliminated the pressure of having to prove yourself in your own town. You have been accepted and respected here as a good baseball player. You have all your friends here, and you've gained respect in the community. And you're adjusted to this life because the people here know you. You don't have that. You don't have to battle for that position anymore. You've got a spot, and you know it. You've shown your coach you can play baseball, and you're his best player. And he has said many kind things about you over the past few years. He knows you, your habits, and your general personality. And mom and dad and the friends enjoy watching you play. And your name has become a household word at every hour of the day. You've got the best arm, bat, and legs on your team. Your high school annual shows for three years you've led to your club and everything. Your teammates all look up to you, and your opponents have all grown to respect you. In essence, you've pretty well got it made here. 
you've probably got a car and immediate access to one. Mom has the good food waiting for you before every game. After the game, you've got a home atmosphere to return to. If things just don't go right, you've got a lot of support for your cause. Mom, dad, girlfriend, coach, and many others are there, are there to defend you. But, oh, you got you got some enemies, too. A few jealous friends and occasional disgruntled teammates. That, uh, but basically, you can count on hell of a lot of uh, support if things don't go right. You've got a scrapbook that my, your mom's kept from Little League on the present. shows that you're not an average ball player. In your situation, Mike, you play 25 games of baseball per year, roughly three and a half hours a game. You put in 87 and a half hours per year in actual baseball and game environment and your team practices for three hours per year in an actual game environment and your team practices three and a half uh, three hours two for two weeks prior to your opener which is about 30 hours for a grand total of 117 and a half hours of your devoted baseball per year you are a standout in football and basketball and now you're still interested in these but you say you want to play professional baseball you're going to find out a new life here if you sign to play pro ball, Mike. It's a great life for dedicated ball players, but and for prima donnas, it's a miserable existence. Pro ball isn't just the big leagues. Pro ball is simply playing baseball for a living. In short span of two weeks, you'll leave many things behind you. You'll still have your 6.9 speed in the 60. You'll still have a range at shortstop. You'll still be able to pop the ball from the hole. You won't leave what power it, it, uh, you possess at home and your soft hands and agility on a slow roller past the pitcher will still be with you. Some things change now, Mike. You'll find when you report to minor league spring training that there are 30 kids who have equal ability in relations to your arms, legs, and bat. You'll also notice that there are seven kids who possess more tools than you have. This may shock you, Mike. You may just be discouraged the first week out. The fact is there are better raw material in camp that may also dictate more attention is being paid to these individuals. What what are you going to do, Mike? This could be a crutch for you. You could cry, you could, you know, that you're not getting any coaching, that you're not getting a chance to bear down a little more and figure it. You give it all, you give it what God gave you and try to respond to the faith I showed you when I signed you. You struggle when your manager makes a suggestion to you about your stride. You tell him, I've always hit this way, and now this guy wants to change me. Not only is he not giving me a chance, but he's fouling up my swing. You shrug your shoulders inside, and you don't really care if you hit the ball or not. You feel you're getting the shaft. If this is true, you're on your way back home, but if you fight it off and hang in there, you might find that you're, you're overly enthusiastic, not overly enthusiastic about your manager. You have a personality clash. You don't think he cares for you. He doesn't say much. He swears and raises hell with you when you don't do something right, not like your high school coach. To complicate matters, your arm's sore. You've never thrown so many balls at first base in your life. <laughs> All through school, you got 10 to 15 balls per practice, and you're handling 100, 100 to 200 per day in spring training. An aching arm causes discouragement to a quitter. You think you're ruining your arm. To compound these problems, the humidity and temperature are unbearable and suddenly realize that in a period of less than three weeks, you've already spent more time on the baseball field than you did all last season and you haven't even started yet. <laughs> you've found some other things that have changed also. Meals and eating habits become a problem. Washing clothes, ironing, taking care of your living quarters all become very real. 
you have moved from a previous environment at home where everything was set and organized to a situation that has become a constantly changing schedule. Workouts, meetings, trips, meals seem to be occupying all your time. You also find out that what you've seen in pro ball thus far, you're a little bit disappointed. Where are all the fancy uniforms with your name on the back? <laughs> you can't understand how you've been issued a uniform. The pants are much more faded than the jersey. And one of your, your, your hoses has a hole in it. Uh, you think you had much better uniform fit in high school. You also become a little disgruntled over the crowd you're playing before the ballparks that you're playing in. 300 people at yesterday's game, and you feel like they could care less if you win or lose. And all of a sudden, you're trying to throw out runners who are faster than you've ever played against. You find that you don't have the time to unload the ball like you did last year. You find there's much more activity now around second base. Steals, cutoffs, relays, rundowns all become much more real than they ever have been before. At the plate, you see the ball do things you've never seen before. <laughs> Good arms are coming at you every day. Another change for you, Mike, is, is the fact that you're surrounded with a whole new group of teammates. For the first time, you're with a cross-section of the world. Mm. Different races, socioeconomic classes, mores, habits, attitudes of all kinds are found on your club. Can you mind your own business? Are you going to be a follower, a leader, a loner? Are you biased against the whites, the Latins, the blacks, or will these, will these things matter? You watch ball players come and go, and you start to think that this is a hard business. Teammates you liked and respected have been released or promoted. Teammates, teammates that you feel should be playing or riding the bench. Others who fit, you feel that, don't need to, that shouldn't be with the club are playing regularly. How does this baseball future look, Mike? Do you want to go back home or enroll in college and enroll in college, or do you want to give the big time a good shot? I guess what I'm saying, Mike, is you've got to decide what you can handle and what you can't or how, how you will adjust. I can make you aware of the situation, but you're the only one that, that's got to respond to it. I know your arm, your legs, your hands, your back will stand up, and you tell me if courage and dedication, spirit, habits, attitude, and emotions can come to the front of, in pro ball, if, if they do, you've got a chance to be in the big leagues. If you've got the intangibles, you feel that this is the most important venture of your life, you'll set your, your long-term range, long-range objectives, and you'll also give yourself some daily objectives. You'll be all eyes and ears, and you'll soak up all the baseball your senses will allow. You'll forget about what the previous coaches have told you, no matter how much you respected them. You're going to cooperate with your manager and adjust to his managing philosophy. Disagreements, pessimism, pessimism pouting, and poor attitude will shorten your career quicker than a good curveball will. <laughs> <laughs> you have become a part of an organization, and when you do this, you operate under that organization's guidelines. They didn't sign you as a manager, business manager, scout, detective, groundskeeper, lawyer. Remember, we wanted you to play ball, play baseball. If you feel you've mastered this game by this time, you're a problem and a failure. If your organization wants to change you, take pride in this and throw yourself into the change 100%. If you are really dedicated, you'll avoid the club gripers. When things aren't going your way, this group will appeal to you because they'll give you support and sympathy. The only drawback here, Mike, is that this is, this is a group of losers. Not only have they blown their chance in baseball, statistics would probably reveal they don't succeed in whatever they attempt. 
it's not necessarily your responsibility to reform the habitual gripers, but it's your responsibility to avoid them yeah. at all costs. If the manager has to remind you to, to get out on the field a little more and handle some ground balls, this is an immediate indication that you'll probably be a two-year two -year man. Your life away from the park will show up at the park, Mike. So mm -hmm. uh, understand that. How, you, how do you handle the nightlife, the girls, the food, the drink? Are these gradually becoming a little more important to you each day? Do you see any correlation between your off-the-field activities and your on-the-field performance? Who are you running with on the ball club, Mike? A kid who is dedicated as hell to baseball or one who doesn't figure he'll stay in pro ball very long? What is it? How durable are you, Mike? Can you go every day? Are you, are you a training room athlete whose attention to every blow you take? Can you take pain and produce, or do you use this as a crutch for poor performance? Are you a front runner or a pregame standout, or can you go nine hard innings consistently? These things will come as important to your organization, but even more important, they'll be critical to you. In closing, Mike, I'm aware that you may think that our offer is not enough. You may have people who you trust who may think you're worth more than, that, than my figure. They know you better than I do. As I've tried to point out, I also know what the profession demands much better than they do. The road ahead isn't easy, but good things do, don't come easy. You can be a professional baseball player by signing a contract. You'll become a member of a select group if you do so. You also have the opportunity to advance in baseball with the possibility of being a big leaguer in a few years. True, you may not make it. If this side of the coin concerns you, this may, not, this may be an indication that you shouldn't sign. If you feel that you can make it and welcome the challenge, baseball needs you. I'm going to leave and let you talk it over with you folks. I'll be in touch with you in a couple of weeks, and if you want to play, we'll give you that opportunity. Author unknown. Yeah. I well, wish I knew who wrote this. Yeah, I mean, it, that sounds it, like a guy who's been through it all and has had this discussion with many, very many profound, prospects. Very profound uh, information. And now when you look at it, you got kids that they go out and practice and want to be better. I mean, they want to go. They will go higher, but it's a seasonal deal. They only do it during baseball season. Right. The ones that want to do it do it all year long. Do it all the time. Yeah, I know they're working on this stuff in football. I can't. <laughs> you got to give them credit. They've sure. they've implied that for football. Now they're working at it twelve months a year, and they're better football players. Mm -hmm. And you got seven if, on seven and stuff like that during the off season. But know. baseball is what you want to do. You're going to yeah. have to do it year long Pretty and you much. have to commit to it yeah, there's yeah. got to be some dedication there if there's not then you might as well yeah. go ahead and study those books and become very smart that's right <laughs> become a doctor like doc medich yeah. <laughs> there you go anyway that's about all i got for this right now all right well that's our time for this episode of a visit to the mound many thanks for listening if you have any questions or comments anything you would like for us to cover we would love to hear from you you can follow us on instagram and facebook at a visit to the mound or on our website at avisitthemound.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, and review this podcast and be listening the next time we make a visit to the mound. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.